was saying is on, on today's show we've got a topic and it is uh, things from the 90s that are no longer socially acceptable like Trump <laughs> is he from the 90s he's from the 80s I guess I Shit. guess so the art of the deal was like 87 right uh, I think so he was in uh, Home Alone that was 90s Home that, Alone 2 that was Home Alone 2 lost in uh, Screw York did you say Screw York yeah <laughs> that's it what what is that? Sounds like a bad T-shirt I would buy on the Venice Beach Boardwalk. It sounds like an indie pop rock band. Yeah, hey guys, we are Screw York from Brooklyn. I bet Screw York would be the kind of band. There's there's a there's a there's a girl who sings. She's got half of, <laughs> half of her head shaved. Right, I'm into it already. They got the guy with the twisty handlebar mustache. Someone's got a Hawaiian shirt. Yes, yes. Who's like in his twenties? Well, I do right now. Oh, you do, but you, you're you a more Magnum P.I. looking if you had the mustache. Thank maybe you. Maybe a little more. I like that. Um, <laughs> I like that. I think that's going to be, you know, on the next uh, the next year's episode of Girls, they're going to have uh, the, the, the chick, uh, Brian Williams' daughter, Allison Williams, is going to star as the lead singer of Screw York. I thought Girls got canned. 
Or she ended it. Yeah, they have cans. Oh. Is the Swamp Cooler still in? <laughs> hey, Swamp Cooler, what do you think about that? You know, I'm a big fan of the cans. We have them titties down south. You know, we do the noise out. We like to talk about it. We're a little barbecue on that. This is a Creole cage in you. All right, buddy. Let's keep it classy. All right. Yeah, definitely. Thank, thank you for coming all the way out from Louisiana. Actually, you know, Swamp Cooler is uh, announcer Elliot's cousin, actually. Swamp Cooler would be also a great name for a band. Yeah. Oh, wait. What was the other band name you had when we were, we were getting beers before the show? Fucking, oh, God, something terrible. Oh, Bad Haggis. Oh, Bad Haggis is the best punk band. <laughs> Elliot told me, he's like, he's like, last night, you know, me and our, my buddy Esteban. Esteban's, like, been on the show before, just hanging out in the background. In the back. But uh, he, he was like, yeah, me and Esteban last night, I feel like shit today. Last night we had some Bad Haggis. Mm, terrible Haggis. Oh, is there good Haggis is oh, the question. there's such good Haggis. And this was not it. So before we get into our topic, which is we have a, a list of things from the 90s which are no longer socially acceptable, I had something from my past actually from the 90s happen the other day, and I wanted to bring it up on the show and bring it up for you, uh, announcer Elliot. Well, I feel like probably most things you did in the 90s were probably not socially acceptable. No, especially the late 90s. Nah. Oh, yeah, definitely for you. Once, <laughs> once techno got big, I disappeared, man. <laughs> you didn't see me in church anymore. You know what I'm saying? Wait, you didn't go to Techno Church? Oh, I think that was a band, actually. No, no. There was the Electric Sky Church, which <laughs> which was like a, a girl singing ethereal over like... You've literally described like half of Techno. Yeah, all of Techno. Yeah. So uh, what happened was uh, I was looking at the Facebook the other day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when you're, you're cruising around Facebook, they have the list and it says like, friends you may know. People yes. you may know, and you have a little picture, and you have the name, and mutual friends, and yeah. they, they make suggestions. So, for the first time, I saw the hottest chick from my high school showed up in the people... You may know. I may know. You may know her. I do know her. Ooh. And she, like, okay, the, I, I'm going to say this. The hottest girl from my high school was hotter than anybody listening's hottest girl in their high school. Okay. 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 This this girl was like genetically superior to all females. Like she had this kind of like imagine like Selma Hayek's hair. All right. That is not the thing I would be thinking about Selma Hayek. But okay, go on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Selma Hayek's chest. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, that's a good okay. start. <laughs> a, a, a nice round bottom. Selma Hayek's ass. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cindy Crawford's eyes and kind of coloring. So not not a not a pure white, a bit darker mixed with a bit Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Now this girl had that amazing look where she could both be Victoria's Secret, mm-hmm. and she could also be Lowrider Magazine. Yeah. So this this woman was, uh, this gal was amazing looking, and she came from a family where she had amazing looking sisters. It was just she was just genetically superior to all humans, and one of the most beautiful people. Just physically, and also a really sweet girl uh, that I had ever met. So she knew me. You know, we knew, knew each other casually in high school, and right. when, whenever I was around her, it was like South Park, where it's just like, Bleh! like I could not, <laughs> like if, if she walked into the room right now, I would not be able to compose myself. Yeah, you're just going to be a mess. You can't. You just can't deal. Yeah. No, and me at like 15 with hormones raging, when you know. Just looking at her was a frustrating experience. Were you guys like friend-ish? Were you like had 
like some kind of repertoire or no? Yeah, we had a little bit of a back and forth. She was good friends with a, a gal who was good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. So she would show up from time to time when you'd be going out and doing things. Social circles. Social circles, and you'd just be kind, and she'd be like, oh, it's funny, goofy Todd. Probably was what the assumption was. That's what you hope. I'm thinking that's probably was the perception. That's yeah. <laughs> I hope that. Not like, that's, the, that's the high? That's the high hope? That's the best high. It's <laughs> that's what you like, want out of... <laughs> that guy was hot. No, that was not the issue. It was he was tolerable, and he probably danced like a monkey when he was around me trying to make me laugh. Okay. Because that would be the only shot if she's like, I like men with a good sense of humor, you know? Yeah, no, I don't think... Ah, you never know. Yeah, Jessica about, Rabbit, uh, he makes uh, me laugh, you know? Yeah. People listen to the show. I don't know. Uh, maybe they just came over from the Dow show, and they think we're going to talk about... Something Wu, serious? Wu Wei. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, oh, geez, my mic's coming off here. One second. Pause. So when I, when I saw her, I thought, oh, immediately was going to click because mm-hmm. I thought we were cool enough right. that now I can creep and I can look at her at 39 mm-hmm. and see what she's rocking. Right? Isn't that a good Facebook creep age? It's your 30s? It's not too creepy? Well, no, I mean, I'm just checking in because that's the age we are now. Right, right, I want right. to make sure she's still packing heat. Like, it's so cool. It's like, in your 20s, Facebook creeping is just creeping. In your 30s, if it's someone you knew from high school, isn't it, like, kind of okay now? It's cool. Like, you're yeah, checking yeah. in. You're checking in. You're just like, hey, what are these assholes doing? Yeah. That's right? basically what you're doing. And then the photos that you could see without adding as a friend mm-hmm. were very encouraging. Oh. Yeah. So, I, I was about to add friend, and then, then I backed off. Okay. I backed off, and I'll tell you why. You're a married man. I'm not going <laughs> to cheat on her. So so I, I decided not to add this gal as a friend, I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm playing the deep game here. Wait, what? Yeah. Let's say mm-hmm. she sees the same thing. She's looking through her friends list, and mm-hmm. she's seeing... The guy the, who kind of made her laugh one time? Yes. Now, here's the deal. If I, per chance, <laughs> I wake up one morning... Mm-hmm. And there's an email from Facebook saying, this girl, Trina, mm-hmm. wants to be your friend, sent you a friend request, then I can immediately, through the transitive property, get into contact with the 17-year-old me and be like, look at that. That is the greatest victory on earth when the hottest chick from high school sends you that friend request. Now, there was no social media back in the day when I was in high school. No. What we did is we had, we had smoke signals. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, I would light a fire in my backyard, and it meant that I was ready to mate is mm-hmm. what would happen. Oh, I remember. Like, whenever I'd get an erection, I'd go into my backyard, I'd uh, rub some rocks together, knock some sticks together, and then if, if a passing female... Passably, you know, with, with with an ox cart or whatever came by, she would know that I was ready to mate. Mm-hmm. And then by the time all the, the building of the fire would get so built up that the sexual encounter would be about 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. But anyway. And your wife doesn't listen to this podcast, correct? No. Okay. So, but do you think I'm right that, that in waiting, like I could creep right now. I could creep right now, see a bunch of stuff, have, you know, kind of immediate satisfaction or... I can sit and wait for that moment that she sends me the friend request. The only problem is that since I had this revelation about two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. no friend request has come in. Yeah, I'm going to say you're going to have to creep. You're going to have to creep? Yeah, I don't think she's going to – I don't think she's looking at your profile. Now, here's the question. 
Should we creep or not creep? What do you think, Swamp Cooler? No, I know. The other day, I happened to come across crawdad. I was going to tell you some crawdad. Crawdad little creeped up on him and said, you look like a fish there, catfish. And I said, I don't know that. I just kind of creep up on the crawdad. And that's the way it went. The crawdad's got very long legs. Crawdad come up down. They called it crawdad. Some called it called crawdaddy. I once had a crawdad grandpa. It tastes really good. You know, it goes right in your mouth, and that's fine. Well, thank you very much there, Swamp Cooler. That makes a lot of sense, good. yeah. Good point. So yeah. uh, we were talking about whether my wife listens to the show now or anyone your wife knows oh no here's a funny thing mm. so uh earlier this week i'm i uh, i'm on the facebook but no somebody emailed me this at uh, everythinglongbeach.com which is i, I live in long beach california wonderful and, place as as does announcer earlier and the uh, everything Long Beach was like a local website which highlights everything in Long Beach. Did a did an article on me, and it hit social media pretty big, and people started sending me links to it, the whole bit, and it's basically just saying, "Hey, this guy's." It's, it's oh, read just a little bit of it. Headline: hmm? Long Beach comedy writer finds his way with Taoism podcast. Who? Taoism. No, who? Who's the Long Beach comedy writer? So, <laughs> evidently, I'm a, a comedy writer, which I mean, which hey, this show has jokes. I've written lots of jokes in my life. If 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 when you Google me, it says comedy writer now, I'm in. I'm all in. This is a big win. I love how a journalistic mistake could actually get me a job down the line. <laughs> it's like every, every day, Lamy says I'm a copywriter. It means I'm a comedy writer. That's. A, I mean, yeah, that's a good. That's a fucking dream line to be written on. I like. I'm, I'm into it. Like they they sent me like a, a press release that it was basically was this was a press release sent out by the company that hosts my podcast, and they're looking through and they said, you know, this Taoism podcast is really popular. Let's highlight this guy and uh, send out a press release and try to get some press, and which is good for their company that does all the online hosting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> they did it for the Taoism podcast, of course. No one listens to this shit. Not the original kings of podcasting. <laughs> Not far out. Not low budget FM. What's this Tao all about? Which is strangely the most successful thing I've ever done. Thirty-nine-year-old uh, Todd Perry is a busy man. The Long Beach-based freelance advertising copywriter and former CBS radio host is a regular contributor to the popular news sites Good and Buzzworthy. He's a new father. He also co-hosts and produces What's This Dow All About, a popular podcast in which he and Taoist Institute founder Dr. Carl Totten discuss the philosophy of Taoism, a traditional Chinese spiritual practice that goes back more than 2,000 years. And they go in and they, they talk about this and they, and, and they, they, they go on to say that uh, people say that uh, I'm a podcasting genius. Mm-hmm. I, I did see that. Um... Yeah. Oh, wait, let's see. What's this Tao all about? Listeners have left consistently great reviews for the podcast on iTunes. And one described Todd Perry as a podcast genius. Perhaps because he's a genius or a busy new dad or a true student of Taoism's focus on simplicity and clarity. Here's what I have to say. So this thing went out and now a whole bunch of people uh-huh. hit me up on social media that right. have no idea I do podcasts. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people went to high school with it because on Facebook I don't talk about it because... I don't want people knowing that I do podcasts on Facebook. What about that one chick? Oh, I'll 
<laughs> she can learn the Tao of Tut. So how much did it that cost That would you? be good because she'd be like, oh, this guy's like a guru. And then I could do like weird pervy, you know, uh, drink the Kool-Aid type shit. Wait, you love guru? Because that went over real well with everyone. Well, you know, I could I could adopt a fake Indian accent. No. Yeah, yeah, the love guru. Yeah, that went real well with everyone. Yeah. No, so here here's the funny thing. So it's like now and now I feel like people are going to invade and listen to Far Out, listen to Original Kings, they're going to listen to the Taoism show. And I have intentionally tried to do these shows for a long time on the low. On the down low because if the moment I sit here and I start thinking my family's listening. I started thinking that, you know, Trina from high school is listening. I, I started thinking that everybody's listening. Now I'm going to start self-editing. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people I know listening to these shows. Right. I hate it when people bring up the podcast stuff to me out at a barbecue. And they're like, oh, how's your show going? Oh, no, don't listen. Yeah, 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 that's social. Um. So I know. Well, the thing is, because like, I've, I've been really reticent to let people know. First of all, because I don't ca- I'm not trying to entertain People I know actually that I hang out with. I'm not like, oh, please listen to my show. Ditto. Yeah, but you know, obviously, to random strangers that find this entertaining, I, I love it. So, um, it's yes, it's it's very odd to me, and I'm afraid because I've gotten nailed on the fact that back in the day during uh, when low budget was on the radio right i talked honestly over the san diego airwaves to thousands of people about a roommate i had and i oh. said disparaging <laughs> things about her and i let rip about her weight about how she ate um pizza with dipped in ranch sauce oh she's white Yes, <laughs> and I called her lazy, mm-hmm. and I, then she heard the podcast of it, and I, and she played it for her grandmother. Wait, what? She didn't know what was on it, and somebody who had told her we talked about all of us living together. Oh, or so, the, the, so oh, I here. said, I, yeah, I said bad things, and then I had to own up to it, and I had to apologize, mm-hmm. and and the whole bit, and it was a really fucking awkward night of hanging out. Oh, you did in person? Oh, yeah. Because I knew she had Ooh. heard about it, and I ran into her in New York, and we all went oh, out. Oh, and we wait. all went, <laughs> wait, and, wait, wait. And screw York. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You did this. You, you said something on this coast and fucking had to apologize about it on the other coast? Bullshit, right? No, that is total bullshit. <laughs> I should never have to apologize on the other side of the Mississippi for anything I do on this side of the Mississippi. No, that's, yeah, no, that's fucking the stupidest thing. It's bullshit, right? No, that's bullshit. But, you know, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And she accepted the apology, so I forever love her for it. But Hopefully she doesn't hear this. Anyway, so that's why I don't like people knowing about this shit that I know. And then when this thing came out, and I've got my dad talking to me about it. I've got, like, the my, 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 my wife's boss is texting her with the links. And I'm like, no, no, no. no. Anyway, but we're just going to keep doing the show. I'll keep being honest and fuck it if I have to answer it anyway. Yeah, uh, I really don't ever want to tell anyone about this show because it's just my chance to be the worst human being ever. Yeah, there's no win. <laughs> no one's, like, the worst, again, the worst thing I could ever hear is going up to somebody at a party and going, oh, we were listening to your show. And immediately I'm like, no. did I talk about them? Did Is there something, that, uh, did I make a topic out of a conversation I had with them? Is there anything, and uh, yeah, it's frightening. 
So they wrote that article. So let's move on. So we're talking earlier. We got uh, things have changed since the '90s, and now I feel like at this point, as like a 39-year-old man, I now have a little bit of perspective on life. Saying way back when, shit was different. I get to say this as the last or at the start of the millennials, but yes, yeah, you are at the start of the millennials, and so I, I always wonder. Yeah, I don't mean to butt in right here, but I've had a little sore time. Because, you know, I've been around since mid-sixties, and I saw some real things. Going. You know, Louisiana hasn't always been on the, the, the precipice of, uh, when it comes to progressive thought and ideas. And there's a lot of the things that happened in Louisiana back in the day that I feel kind of weird about. One thing was, we used to have what I called a dog-beating contest. We used to go out there with baseball bats, and we used to hit hounds. Now, the thing is, I always hit them in the hind legs, because then they'd have two hind legs out forward, and then... And then they'd sit and drag themselves, and we'd have dragon hound races over here, and that would uh, that would be very good. I'd always bet on those dragon hound races, and that would, you know, that hey, would whoa, be- whoa, that's 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 a little, that's a bit much, man. That's sorry, that's too much. Swamp cooler, you need to, need to chill it out just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, that was. Um, I mean, even right. what, you know, when it comes to politically incorrect things, I'd be, you know, having a rotating gang of cigar store Indians on this show. Sometimes I think. Uh, you know, maybe that uh, the cigar store Indian maybe was was hip back in the day, but it could be seen as a racist thing, like having a lawn jockey or something. You know. Well, I mean, so is your blackface. To be fair, mm. understandable. But by the way, Swamp Cooler was a big fan of the blackface. Yeah, yeah, Swamp Cooler is a big fan. I Swamp Cooler has blackface on. I don't even know how. It's a fucking swamp cooler. It's a machine. Don't know how it has blackface on. So what happens is that uh, uh, since the 90s, things have changed. So we had, we had a list. I found this list online, and I embellished it by adding a couple things. But let's let's see here. What, what do we got here, uh, announcer Elliot? What are some things from the 90s that are now socially unacceptable today? All right. Uh, number one we're going to start off with is showing up at someone's house. Yes, uh, showing up to someone's house just to see if they're home used to be a normal. Uh, now, whenever you hear a knock on the door, it's like, who the F is knocking on my door right now? They must be here to kidnap me. Yeah, no, it, the funny thing is when, when you watch movies, when people just show up at somebody's house, like, I'd never do that. Like, I was watching, like, was it, True Detective 2, which had a whole bunch of why do people, what's happening? <laughs> really rough. I think that show was just fucking trolling. Honestly. The first one was so good, and then the second season happened. It was like Vince Vaughn making the weirdest analogies of all time, oh, where he'd made. walk in and talking to a guy be like, I'd lick a monkey's butt before hitting you. And you're like, what? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? But there would be scenes where like Colin Farrell would just show up at Vince Vaughn's house, or he would just show up at you know somebody else on the show, or uh, what's it, Rachel McAdams' house for mm-hmm. no reason. You're like, people, you just text somebody, right? Right. But it would be really weird in movies that people just handled all their dramatic business through text. So people show up at people's houses, but no one shows up. Like, I haven't had a friend just stop by my house for the popover. No, no one. Like, no one does that since moving into this house. No, you you text, hey, what's going on? Let's meet up at the bar. I'm going to stop by, and I don't think it's because I have no friends. Even when someone comes over, I always text here before yeah. I knock or come in. My friends have dogs, so that's kind of. And I have dogs. Yeah. And they, and they could kill you. Yeah. Oh, your dogs? Yeah. Well, one of your dogs wants to kill me. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you always text, I'm outside. 
right? Here, here I think here, it's my general. I'm outside. Like people even text before the house. Yeah. You know, and you make plans nine times. You make plans way ahead of time. And you, that, that day, hey, we're, we're still doing this, right? Yep. Like just constant contact. But yeah, you just, I don't, I don't think I've ever shown up at anybody's house. I've, I've thought about it, like being drunk and just like, you know, knocking on the neighbor's door. Be like, what's happening? I kind of missed that. I fucking pulled that on you guys once uh, back at the old place. Well, that was the old place. Everybody just showed up. I showed up with the Sixer, and uh, you guys were having a night because Eddie and his girl had just broken up, mm. and you were having a night. What were we doing? What were we doing? Oh, what do you think you were doing? Mm, fair. Okay. Fair. <laughs> okay. And then did you walk in and go, whoa, I shouldn't have just stopped by? Hell no. I was like, we're here. We're ready to party. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, that house, like my old apartment I used to have, people would stop by to fuck. Like, <laughs> I had a buddy, like I'm asleep one time and he starts throwing change at my window and I'm on the second floor and I'm hearing like dimes bouncing off my, my window. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I look down and he's got a girl and they're drunk. And you know, he, at this point, she's drunk. He's like, got her by the hair. It's like, you know, like. I'm going to fucking make right now, and I'm going to either fucking make on your lawn, and we're just going to, like, fucking start raw-dogging it, or at least let me use your uh, couch. He could have made a deal with the gypsies. Oh, the gypsies would have charged him downstairs, (laughs) my old gypsy neighbors. But, yeah, so, yeah, people just come by and just do each other in the house, and I'd listen. No, wait. No. Uh, No, and, yeah, people would just stop by, but these days, uh, no one stops by anybody's house anymore. No. It's like we've become more connected, but we're also... More isolated than ever before. Next one, fighting over the phone. Oh, yeah, it used to be the phone would ring, and then if someone was expecting a call, they'd all run towards it, or people wouldn't want to get off their ass to pick up the phone. Remember when landlines were a thing, whenever the phone rang, you'd yell, I got it, while fighting your siblings to pick it up first. Yeah. Yeah, me and my sister, I got it, I got it. Or, no, the worst thing was actually fighting people to use the phone. Keeping the phone line clear. Yeah, keeping the phone line clear because you'd, you'd, you'd be... you think you're going to get a call. Yeah. My mom would be on the friend on the on the phone with her friend Barbara <laughs> on a Friday night, and I'm waiting for my friends to call me, going, hey, we're mm-hmm. going to the coffee shop, or we're going to go, you know, we're going to go rob a liquor store, what, I don't know, whatever. Some, do my, some dumb shit, yeah. Yeah, we're, you know, we're going to go pant somebody, whatever <laughs> whatever our plans were. Sounds real 90s. <laughs> yeah. Go, but no, and so, yeah, you would just, you would wait, and then you'd be like, mom's on the phone. And we, we weren't rich enough for call waiting because that was like 99 Fucking, cents a month. Who had call waiting? You had to be rich to have call I've waiting. I've never met someone who ever had call waiting. And so you just didn't, like, you just wait. And then you'd be like, oh, why didn't we hang last night? My mom was on the phone. Mm-hmm. That was a legit excuse for just sitting at home watching SNL, you know, or, or Rick D's up all night or something. All right, next one. Speaking of phones, phone numbers. Memorizing phone numbers used to be very necessary. Now, if you tell someone you memorized their number, it makes you look like a creepy, obsessed stalker. All right, what's my phone number? You know my phone number? Oh, fuck, I don't know anyone's phone number. I barely know my phone number. That's true. Do you know my phone number? No idea. Oh, good. You're not a creep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well no. You had, well, your old phone number had a 666 in it, which was weird. No, that's the new one. Oh. Oh, uh, I do. I did remember that. Was, <laughs> is that on purpose? No, uh... Hilarious story. Uh, I met the devil at the crossroads, <laughs> and he said, phone number. So uh, phone numbers now come with 666 because they've used up almost all the other ones. I love that. So you get a free uh, new number if you really want one. Oh, if you don't want If you don't want the 666. Because, yeah. Satan. <laughs> but, of course, I want it. 
like to know what the uh, Swamp Cooler's uh, thoughts are on the... Uh... Phone numbers? Yeah. Hey, Swamp, what do you think? Down in the parish I live in down there in Louisiana there, we, we do have a couple of 666 numbers there, but what happens is this is a witch. This witch lives down there on the bayou, and she's got what they call, they, she got like, she's got dreaded hair, but she's got dreaded hair down below. Now, this is a real problem when it gets real swampy down there. And it gets a little swampy down there on the braid of hair, and it's like getting ripped down on her knees. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, alright, what else, what else is socially, uh... Making plans! Remember when you used to be able to make plans with someone multiple days in advance, and then you could just show up without having to confirm that the plans were still on? Yeah, like a month out in advance, you go, hey, we're going to go fishing. We're going to do some shit. And then you just show up. And I don't know how people remembered this. Did you have calendars, or people think, just could remember things? I think we did have calendars. Mm. The little walls? The wall calendar. Mm. Fuck, there's another thing that went away. I have one. If you I, look, my living room, I have a... Because my, my wife and I need a centralized place that we make plans and shit, because... Like, if I pick a day to go do something, she's got to be at home because of the, the baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. You and guys likewise, have to schedule a schedule. We have to really schedule things. So it's like right now, it's like, oh, I'm going to go do the podcast on Sunday. Okay, put it on the calendar so she doesn't make plans because we can't both be gone. Right. Because we got to pay somebody to watch the, uh, the chow. Speaking the of which, speaking of which is the next one, being unreachable. Mm. You go out for hours without speaking to anyone, and no one would think you had died. Like Buck. There's a, yeah, yeah, not text back. Yeah. Texting. Dude, fucking not text back, dude, is such a fucking thing now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could just go out and be like, I don't know, I couldn't get in touch with him. Like, again, you had plans. Days. And you had plans and just people wouldn't show up. And then it's like John Salwin. (laughs) You'd have plans and then people just wouldn't show up and then you would have no idea why. Maybe a week later, you'd find out. People would flake. They'd flake. For days. Because now, now if you flake on somebody, it's like, hey, dude, I'm not coming by. Then they just not come by, and you wouldn't know why. But you wouldn't assume they were dead. Nowadays, you're like, oh, he died on the way over. Well, yeah, I mean, no message now means instant death. Yeah, you, you just think they're gone. You can't not not communicate, as they say in uh, communications. Uh, next one, smoking in restaurants. Mm. We're so glad smoking in restaurants, which this copy is kind of crap, was still allowed in the 90s, is now a thing of the past. Mm. Ever smoked a cigarette in a restaurant? Yeah, I went to Texas. I've been to the UK. Do they still do I know. UK, you can't. They cut it out. Yeah. I went to the UK when you still could. But they actually Mm. have ventilation, unlike America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you'd smoke, the smoke would go up and out. That was one of the rules. But, uh, yeah, in America, you just smoke and fucking... I, I don't know what year it was when that changed, but it used 90s. to be... There was smoking and not... I think California was one of the first places, but there was smoking. Number one. You go to Denny's and they go smoking mm-hmm. or non-smoking. Smoking. Yeah. Yep. Being a kid and that gross fucking smell of yeah. just cigarettes for 30, 40 years in whatever restaurant. And it was like the Korean dudes I rolled with all smoked, like, chimneys, so you would go sit in the... Uh, you go sit in the smoking section in Denny's, and then at a certain point, like you'd be like, people would be like ashing in their pancakes, and it was a whole thing. I've seen like it's weird now when you go to Vegas, and that's one of the weird places that's where right. there's still yes. crazy smoking. Um, there was a bar in Long Beach which allowed smoking. The flight. Oh, the flight did the flight room. Oh, illegally. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the prospector. 
The prospector oh, had smoking up until they maybe 2000, <laughs> like 2005, That's like awesome. way after. And for smokers, it was like great. And it was just like, it was just a hipster trashed out joint where people would be, and there'd just be a film of smoke. Mm-hmm. Like you reeked for three weeks after going to the prospector. That must have been fucking weird hours because they never pulled that shit when I was going. Yeah, when I was when I was a kid, well, not a kid, but I mean, when I was younger, we used to go in there, and people would just sit and smoke, and then eventually they started harshing people for it. But oh shit! Yeah, I think you're right. When I started going in the back, yeah, the back, 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 people go on the way back and, <laughs> yeah. and smoke in the bar. Yeah. That's right. Now I remember. Yeah, but now it's like disturb. Like now it's like, oh my god! Like that's awful. Yep. Paying with personal checks. Mm. You saw you. You are famously. A keeper of a check in your wallet, correct? Yes. I also have one. You do? Yeah, I no. Do. I keep one. You, nev- you never know. Like, the, the debit card gets demagnetized. You, you're getting shook down by the mafia. Like, sometimes you just got to cut a check. You want to someone over and just write a fake check? That's right. That's right. I, uh, you know, I always keep a check on me. I don't know. I think my dad used to do that, so I, I do it because my dad did it. But, yeah, I always keep a check on me. And it was kind of funny the other day because we, we started having a nanny in the house. And I was trying to figure out, like, oh, when do I pay you, blah, blah, So I'm like, so pay, do I cut you a check or, like, PayPal you? Or, like, she was, she was like, Venmo? And I was like, oh, oh I'm not, not on the Venmo. Oh, yeah. Maybe think about that. But We're not that hip. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but I wanted to act like I was hip. I was like, yeah, yeah, we could do, do the Venmo. And I'm just thinking, like, sir, what the fuck is Venmo? But, yeah, I now every once in a while you will see somebody writing out the check at the grocery store. And you're like, yeah, what? Grandma. And it's sometimes it's people who think you get charged for the debit card if you use it. Yeah. There's people who think you get charged. That, that 75 cents. They're real. Yeah. They're real adamant about avoiding that because that's, you know, that hundred and fucking fifty dollars. They're just dropping already. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, the, the, the personal check is weird. And actually, I'm to the point where I write personal checks so infrequently. Like I, I write a check to the housekeeper mm-hmm. and that's about it. And then sometimes I'll blow through five checks. Just writing it out, then writing something on the wrong line, oh, or getting the date wrong. I'm just like, you know, next one. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, now imagine my son. Like that my, causes me so much anxiety just knowing that that's out there. <laughs> I know. I know. Now think about it. My son will probably never write a check in his life. He's not going to know what that is. No concept. <laughs> right. Speaking of something he'll never know, uh, physical maps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas Guide. Yeah, I used to, it was funny, when I was, I used to call in, when I was like eight, I used to call into radio shows for, mm-hmm. I used to call into Dodger Talk. Right. And talk to Al Downing, the guy who gave up the 715th home run to Hank Aaron, mm-hmm. the Dodger pitcher, and I'm sure he loves being known for that. It's the only thing. He's a 20 game winner many times, but he gave up that one home run. But uh, I used to call in, and then I won a Thomas Guide. I had like a perspective trade for him in like 88 or something. So he sent me a Thomas guide, which was like a $40 map of all of L.A. Oh, yeah. They're massive. And then my dad was like, give me that <laughs> Thomas guide. And then, you know, I'll, I'll get you something else down the line. I'll buy you a bike or whatever, you know. I mean, yeah, that the Thomas guide you live and die by in L.A. Yeah, you just you would have a big Thomas guide like that you would like sit on. Do you, do you it would drive go beneath the seat, or you know? Do you drive with it open, looking for your fucking shit? Yeah, people would do this. The concerts. Oh, looking yeah. for the venue. You got the Thomas Guide, and you have to fucking flip because you fucking pass the street. Yeah, yeah, you have to flip back five pages, and yeah, no idea. And I remember 
Back in the day, one of my first jobs, I was working for the Culver City YMCA. Mm -hmm. And we had one kid, and he had the tism. Mm -hmm. he, had, like, he was an autistic savant. He was like Rain Man. Mm -hmm. And so we were leaving uh, Griffith Park in Los Angeles, like near downtown L.A., and we we're going back to Culver City, which in 5 o'clock traffic is a fucking a mother yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. So uh, we're in the Y bus, and you know there's like 50 kids. We're in this bus, and we're all tired, all the camp counselors from a day out in Griffith Park. Mm -hmm. And then this kid in the back of the bus goes, Take the five! <laughs> Take the five! And he just started losing his shit. Like, He's having a tism schism? Yeah, he was saying, Take the five freeway. He was right. So... <laughs> What happened was we're telling the bus driver, we're like, uh, Andrew in the back here is like screaming, take the five. So then I find out, I, I tell his parents, I go, Andrew starts screaming about taking the five on the way back. And they just start laughing. They go, well, Andrew memorized the Thomas guy. <laughs> so this kid had memorized the Thomas guy. So Wait, can I get this kid? Where is he now? He's probably a GPS voice. <laughs> He's GPS without having to look at it. So I, he was the first GPS. So I would then... You know, play with the kid all the time, and I'd be like, "All right, I gotta get to Magic Mountain. I'm in Torrance. How do I get there? You need to take the 110 to the bump." And he would tell you the exact directions and the exact that's dope streets to take anywhere. Dude, that is dope. Yeah, the kid just studied maps all day, so that kid's out of a gig after uh, maps. All right, so what do we got? Let's let's do two more. That's it. Oh, we're good. Well, done and done. What do you think, Swamp? You know, I, I've been a long time listening. I'm out here at better shows in the past. Actually, previously, uh, I think that one you got to do again. Whenever you got to do with the lamb bees and lava bones, you know, I was a bit, I was always a bigger fan of low budget FM anyway. But it's hey, not been on yourself. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast. Put your comments up at faroutpodcast.com. Follow us at, at Far Out Podcast on Twitter. And thank you so much, announcer Elliot. Thank you. And uh, I'd like to say thank you so much to our good friend, Swamp Cooler. Sing me sweet and sweet.